Dirty ladies and future boys. My name is Toby Apollo, and you are listening to the School for Wayward Nerds, the only podcast to have opened its third eye, taken it out, and put it back in backwards so it can see its own fucking brains. For today's topic, we're covering one of Batman's rogues gallery. One of the evil doers that haven't broken into films yet, so is relatively unknown. That's why it's our duty to get you folks up to speed on the mud monster himself. Uh, this is the School for Wayward Nerds and the Legacy of Clayface. My guests are Megan Tritatillo. Uh, uh, and what what can people do to support the show? Hey, I'm I'm white collar. Okay, Megan, don't What? How can how can people reach the show? Like a little green jelly bean looking motherfucker. No, I, I think black bean because they're the ones that are good in Mexican food. Oh, okay. Well, they are pretty good in Mexican food. Okay. Um, we also have White Collar here as he, uh... What? Yeah, he's here. And we also have our producer, Kaya Stein. Hi. What was the name that you were going to have? We were talking about it the other day. On Sunday. Colonel Talk. No, that's not it, right? No, it was something... It was pretty good. I bet you I didn't write it down. No, I don't think you did. It was like such a good movie. And then we did something else. <laughs> we abandoned everything. No, I just Man, got a bunch of notes hard. about sorority house arson, so it's not it. Why not? Yep. Um, Alright, so to start things off before we jump into our history lesson, what's everyone's first experience with Clayface? What was the first time you ever saw? In the villain bios of Arkham Asylum, and I was like, hey, that's the same man, but cool. Yeah, they were... And then when he was in the second one, I was like, nice. That was one thing missing from most of the Arkham games after the first one, is bios about characters not even there. Yeah, but I think that was good in the first one because it taught you about people. Yeah. Um, I, I liked the, uh, the Feet of Clay episodes of Batman the Animated Series. Which had a dude named Matt Hagen get like overdosed on makeup. That's the second one. Yeah. But yeah, they sort of like mushed a couple of stories together and made it their own. But that was the first one we ever saw, like, for me. I don't know. Was it maybe Arkham City? No, I knew about him before that. I don't remember why I know about him, but I've known about him for a long time. Um, I think it'd be one of the games. Yeah, you're probably, you're probably in the same boat as, as the, the Cold War. Yeah. Yeah, but probably way later than you guys, because I, I, I'm, I'm a... Um, I don't have a real goat. I shouldn't have a real goat, but I don't. So I'm having a goat now. Okay. We're all just having a goat. There it I'm is. I'm not having a goat. Oh, I'm having a nap. Nap yeah. is good. I have comfy jumper. Yeah. Um, Clayface is a legacy title, uh, which means it's a name used by many characters in DC Comics. Usually a big, shape-shifting monster person who can manipulate their own mud to look like anyone and everyone. Making Clayface a pretty threatening villain is the fact that he can be powerful as hell, but he can also just be one of the dudes in the crowd leaving after the event. It's like one day your significant other comes home from work, everything seems normal, 
until there are giant spike ball for a hand pummeling you and then you drown in their chest. That's why Clayface is a fucking big threat. I understand how, like, even with Sandman, he mm. bonk you. Yeah, he bonk. why is it always spikes? Because how sharp would they be? I know they can hold a shape, but at the end of the day, it's still sand or mud. I don't know. They can't be that sharp. I think it's just a no visual one thing. Bleeds from, yeah. No one ever bleeds from sand. I like to think that they just sit in the mirror just trying to make the coolest looking things. That I'm going to make the spikiest hand you ever did see. Chonk is the noise. Alright. First appearing in Detective Issue 40 of June 1940. Uh, just over a year after Batman first put on the cape and cowl. I was surprised at how early Clayface is. You would, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, it was. The first Clayface was written and drawn by Bob Kane and Bill Finger, which, as we know, probably means Bill Finger wrote and drew it, and then Bob Kane signed it at the end. Um, at any rate, uh, the story is called The Murders of Clayface. It's this cool, classical, like, whodunit kind of detective story. I reckon it was Clayface. <laughs> you bet your other was. Um, the title. Like most of the Batman's early years, it's one of those sort of crime drama-y things more than a superhero book. Um, so it's set on the, on the set of a movie called Dread Castle. It's a reboot of an old classic horror flick. Uh, Bruce Wayne's going there because his girlfriend is playing a role in the movie. Her name's Julie Madison, who I would like to point out is the love interest in 1997's Batman and Robin. Why not Chase Meridian, you bitch? I don't think she was around yet. Um, while there are a few suspects for the crimes about to be committed, you know, you, you meet, like, the gangster who wants money, the angry man fired from the set, a couple other dudes, whatever. Um, Bruce is like, I better keep visiting this set. There seems to be a lot of anger and hate here and something could go wrong. Um, sure enough, the following day, during filming, the lights are cut and an actress is murdered. Not in a special effect kind of way, just a plain old big stab. Yeah. Um, as Batman investigates in full costume, we see some classic old-timey fights, another murder. Um, and I can't really tease the ending for people who already know who Clayface is, because we already know. It's him. Yep. The first Clayface was... Uh, one Basil Carlo, <clears throat> uh, a seemingly mild-mannered at first guy. It turns out that him not being brought in for his own character for his, you know, reboot movie made him furious, and he was hell-bent on sabotaging the film. Coward. Yeah, although he could have, like, smashed a few cameras or burnt down the set or something, he did choose to murder people dressed as a villain from a movie he was in once before. Aww. So... <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I'm going to sabotage this film. Just pulls out a gun. <laughs> I mean, that would That's work. Probably like that would sabotage. It'll do it. Yeah. I mean, it didn't stop the crow. That finished, though. <laughs> they didn't film that bit. Oof. Oof. Yep. Anyone who's played the Arkham games know that Basil Carlos Clayface. Uh, originally, nothing more than a fella in makeup, but that would change once the sci-fi world of the Silver Age would begin. A lot of the Golden Ages... Just gangsters in big fedoras doing doing crimes and shit. But once the Silver Age started, it was all like, oh, Flash is chemically superpowered, and Green Lantern does space technology. You know, it started doing a lot more. Um, I mean, all of Marvel comes from the Silver Age, like Hulk's gamma rays, Spider-Man's radioactivity and shit. Oh. You can see like the change in what was scary to people. Mm. Because originally it would have been mobsters and gangs and stuff. The Italian community. 
And then I didn't say that. You implied. And then as like science and space endeavors become more space of a atom bombs that sort of shit. Yeah, that's where it like. Yeah, you can see the jump. Yeah. And then you know, like now all, all of the books are about like government corruption and shit. Yeah. So originally a powerless character idea, the idea of Clayface would be brought back by Bill Finger in 1961 for issue 298 of Detective Comics. Uh, this time the artist would be Sheldon Moldoff, who we've mentioned in a bunch of other episodes. He uh, mainly created Poison Ivy off the top of my head. There's a bunch of other shit he did. Um, the story was called The Challenge of Clayface. We see a new man named Matt Hagen. Like the animated series. Really go to the second Clayface in the second go. Yeah. Uh, no, he popped up like once again and like, like fuck all. Like he was not a big character. Uh, this guy was an underwater like treasure hunter. Kind of like a Nathan Drake type. And he finds a little cave while he's, you know, like a little air pocket cave. Um, and while he's in there looking for treasure, he comes across a strange pool of liquid. And like a fucking clown... He trips over a rock and falls straight into the mystery group. Oh, he did the old Jun Moon treasure hunt. Yeah. Botched it. He fucked it real good, bro. Oh, look at this mystery group. Oh, whoopsie daisies. Splash. Fucking idiot, mate. He lied. He put the goo in there. Ew. He put the goo in there. He sure did, mate. <laughs> yep. Um, it turned out to be some sort of protoplasm. Much maybe like Randy from South Park, if you have those theories to be believed. Man, it's my man juice. Um, and when he realised uh, that he could shapeshift now, he turned immediately to crime. Because they all fucking do. Uh, we see this Clayface, who is the first to shapeshift uh, and be dangerously elusive by you know, shapeshifting into random people and stuff. He transforms into a big bird in this one and escapes with some treasure. Oh, big bird? Yeah. Like, from Sesame Street? <laughs> if you want. He might be the one of the most dangerous clay faces, but he also has the shortest lifespan. As Matt Hagen starts to return to normal after about forty eight hours. Uh Batman and Robin manage to stop him while his powers are sort of gone. Um and I like that Batman wants to know how he did what he was doing, but Matt is just dragged away to a cell without saying shit. And he just patiently waits in there for a chance to escape and go back to his cave. Which he did a few times there. But um, but Matt Hagen was the Clayface in charge up until 1978. So he was a very long-running one. Um, in that time, he managed to replicate his cave goo himself, giving himself access to the Clayface, ab- clayface abilities whenever he wanted. Um, he was such a powerhouse that he once teamed up with fucking Brainiac. Big guy from Injustice 2 for all those playing at home. Um, But now it's time for us to get to the third Clayface on the list, Preston Payne. And the absolute best. You love this dude, don't you? Uh, His first appearance was Detective 478, but I think Cameo 477. Yeah, I saw the Cameo. You see, like, his hand in the suit, and, like, that's it. His hand is better than yours, bitch. I always count cameos as first appearances, but that's just um, to annoy people that don't have the cameo issues. It was created by Len... Len Wein? Yeah, he's a banger. Mike W. Barr and Marshall Rogers. Mm. Um, he has, like, nothing to do with the rest of the clay faces. He really does. <laughs> um, 
His origins shit don't match with everybody. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, he had like something wrong with him, or he was not doing good. Um, but he worked at Star Labs and he was like researching a cure for what was wrong with him. And at the time, um, Matthew Hagen's was still alive mm-hmm. and he had like a blood sample and he was using that um to like help him make the cure for some reason and he just like injects it into himself and for like a little bit of time he can shape like a normal clay face and that goes to shit pretty quick he's out on a date trying to um, get lucky with a lady friend. He's up all night to get lucky. And he starts to melt. Ah, shit. And he touches the girl and she completely melts. But it makes him, like, a bit better. Yeah, he, like, like absorbs much, form in a way. But he has to build, like, a weird suit that if I had to compare it to anything that people would know, I would say, like, a Mr. Freeze-looking suit. Mm, yeah, it's very, very Mr. Freezy. Um, His power set kind of is similar. I hate to do this to him. Yeah, to the hourglass from a superhero movie. Um, um, Len Wein, you mentioned as well, creator of this Clayface. He's also um, pretty much in charge of the entire Swamp Thing universe. He also gave us Armadeus Arkham. Don't bring him down. I'm not bringing him down, bro. He's Arkham boy. Um, that the suit like helps him to not melt and holds him together. So he. It is very similar to Mister like Clayface. You burn victim in, in, in a Mister Freeze, Freeze suit. Yeah. Um, and. He has to like melt people to survive as well because it starts to hurt him. Len Wein also created Jigsaw for all those Punisher fans. Um, yeah, like, I don't actually know if it would kill him, but he hurts if he doesn't melt anyone for long enough. Well, he loses his form and I guess it itches. I don't know. You don't like it. This is where he really evolves into not only the best Clayface, but one of our close friends. <laughs> Um, his mental health goes the big bad, <laughs> and he falls in love with arguably one of the best characters in DC Comics, um, Helena the Mannequin. Yes! From Batman Annual 11 is her first appearance, remind me to get that later. For her. Um, she's he, amazing. He believes that she's the only woman immune to his powers, we'll call them. Maybe because she's not alive. Oh, so she's an actual physical mannequin. She is a mannequin. mannequin. Alright, cool. Just checking. Toby, is Batman Annual 11 before Hugo Strange does this? Find out. Shit, I'll check. I will check because, uh, for all those playing at home. Hugo Strange busts plastic. What? If you want to call it busting plastic, then yeah, that's exactly what he did. Actually, how long is a wax mannequin? Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, and yeah. And if you thought that was fantastic, well, um, get your fucking shit together because it's going to get better. Their relationship becomes troubled because he believes that she specifically starts shit between him and Batman because she wants men to fight over her. Jeez. Toby, again, she's a mannequin. She sure is, buddy. What did she do to Batman to piss him off? Um, But... He doesn't give up on her. That's no, nice. But love will prevail. But it doesn't. Oh. And when he's in Arkham <laughs> Asylum, they let him keep her. That's nice. And this is his quote. Go. I quote Preston. Yeah, this mopey bitch will have something Preston funny to Payne say. 
I'm an ounce pine. Um, it quart. My barstitude plot to admit divorce, but she can't live forever. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> um, and then in the events of one of the greatest named moments in comics, the Mud Pack, which is just like a team up. Of oh yeah, we'll get bases. to Mud Pack. Don't you worry about that. Yeah. Um, oh, well, if we can talk about later, we'll talk about yeah, that. I'm just running origins here. Well, um, yeah, you can talk about. I'm pretty sure. Now. Helena the Mannequin will predate Hugo Strange's Mannequin. Do you reckon they're the same girl? No. Holy shit. One. When did Helena's Hugo Strange? Well, her name wasn't Helena, but I do like the idea of one slutty mannequin just traveling Gotham City. Yeah. When was. How does it get around? People pass it on and it's like, here you go, your turn now. Put her on roller skates? Yeah, just push her down the hill. Someone will love you. With his mannequin. Uh, 1990. Whereas oh, Russell yeah, Payne was mostly around. Yeah. No, I've got her first appearance already in okay. 1987. Weird. Okay, so Preston might have been the weirdest Clayface on the market. And uh, the best. But he was also the only Clayface to get Coochie, which brings us to Sandra Fuller. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> it sure does. I was, I was trying to Google something, but it's not going to happen. Oh, uh, whoopsie doodles. Um... No, well, I was trying to work out because Sandra Fuller was a member of Strike Force Cobra. Oh, that is what me and the boys call ourselves when we're on the prowl. Yeah. And by that, I mean me and Meg and our dog, and when we eat. Just around the house, huh? (laughs) Pringles have a snack. So Sandra hated her face. Yes. Oh, I hated her face too. <laughs> and and so she was like, yeah, play me up, boys. We got a transformative goo, and she's like, oh, I got a busted snozz, let me in. She said that to the leaders of Strike Force Cobra. Which is you eating the Pringles. And we oh. said, well, fuck you, I got my Pringles. Fix, fix my face. He just put some Pringles on but it. But once, yeah. once they turned her into... Uh, the new play face. She left. Yep. Oh, immediately. Too good for you, nerds. He's um, and she, <laughs> she was just like pretending to be other people. Yeah, she she really leaned into the um face swap stuff. Yeah, she'd just be them. Oh. But in a sexy way. Um, and, and that was fine for a while. But then she realised, you know what play faces could actually do mm-hmm. um and so she tried to find Basil Carlo whoa you're getting a mud pack bro yeah can you come be out in mud pack and... you told me to origins do origin origin, yeah, her origin is that she had Strike broke off Cobra. from Strikeforce Cobra mm-hmm. and was like hey I'll go and hunt out that Basil Carlo person which brings it back to me can I finish with my information on Santa Fuller first? Okay. So? Just keep out of the mud pack. Fine. Shit. That's okay. You guys are all jumping the guns. So, she was, um, her first appearance was in Outsiders number 21, which was from July 1987, and she was created by Mike W. Barr and Jim Arpero. I think Apera was her drawer. Oh, okay. 
I'm going to give him some, you know, he can, he can have a little credit. Um, she is He's definitely been known... in a lot of cave books. I just can't think of any right now. She is usually known as Lady Clay. Yeah. To separate her from the 12 dozen fucking clay faces roaming the streets today. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like me to get into her power set, or are you planning to do that when you talk about her? Oh, go, go power set, because hers is a little, um, she's a lot more face swappy than everyone else. So she can, like everybody else, she can manipulate her physical features. She can also alter her skin colour. She can change to a point her, um, like, weight, her volume and mass. Just put more mud in it, she'll be right. Um, she doesn't have to be, like, so Matt Hagen needs to, like, top up with mm. the goo. She doesn't. Like, yeah, she's, she's fully she charged. It, she was fine. Um, she has superhuman strength, durability, stamina, and power replication. Yeah, that is a that very key element. If she goes and swaps with, say, Flash, guess who's speedy speed a woman's? Oh, wow. That's really if she cool. looks like a character, she can emulate the character. Oh, shit. Which puts her way above a lot of the other clay faces. Yeah, no, she'd she be the one to not want to fuck with. Mm. Wow. So before any more clay monsters enter the scene, we get our Ocean's Eleven. Uh, the champion detective team of Alan Grant and Norm Bryfogel decided that for issue 604, they would not only bring the classic Baz Carlo back, but they would bring everyone back. Um, the 1989 story begins with Lady Clay, as Kai mentioned, visiting the original clay-faced Basil Carlo. He's in hospital due to health complications between his prison sentence. And Sandra's curious about the guy she is named after. Yeah. Because there's no... The internet's not real good in 1989, so you can't just, like, check his LinkedIn account. Um, yeah, so a bit of a cheeky alliance is formed. They spitball together a bit of a plan and wait for Basil's release from jail. Yeah. Uh, when it happens, not long after, Sandra uses her shape-shifting and power-emulating abilities to control Clayface 3, Preston Payne. Um... Mind controls him into escaping Arkham using um, a character called the Looker and her power set. Yeah. She's from The Outsiders, which is why no one's ever heard of her. Yeah. <laughs> um, so while that's happening, Basil Carlo goes out to find the remains of Matt Hagen, who at this point had been killed in the Crisis on Infinite Earths and was sent literally to hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Treasure Hunter who stole some shit. Probably the most innocent of the clay faces rotting in hell. Oh. Yep. So we have phase one of their plan. Gather all the clay faces. All right. Old guy in a disguise. You know, the first one. The pessimistic goo shape in a human-shaped container. Your boy. When does fucking Basil actually become the one that people know? Oh, this is mud pack. This is, this is, his, this is pretty much his origin decades after his creation. Okay. So we've got our team. We've got the old guy in a disguise. We've got the sad goo in a human-shaped container. We've got the actual powerhouse lady clayface. And Kyle, we've also got a jar of dirt. I got a jar of dirt. I got a jar of dirt. That's probably one of the fucking greatest moments in cinematography. Nah, when he's sword fighting on the big wheel, that would go down. That's pretty good. It's not... Maybe it's retarded. No, they're good shot. At, at any point, they find where Matt Hagen died, and they just kind of like scoop a bit of 
dirt into a jar and be like, this is a loop. Good enough. He's more, he's more there in spirit. <laughs> so while Batman is investigating Preston Payne's Arkham Escape, we see that Clayface Classic, the original one, is also released now. Uh, the gang begins phase two, as Carlo is the leader, Sondra as his right hand, and she's still controlling Preston. Uh, they go out and just cause a bunch of chaos and smash shit. Yeah, because we're going to bring down Batman. Right in the city tonight. Um, they manage to capture Batman and take him to their hideout for some sweet villainous torture, given that they're all a powerhouse character. And uh, Lady Clay is still doing her mind control shit. So he's brought down pretty quick and easy. Um, Yep, so the looker. I'll go into a little bit here. Uh, She's like a Jean Grey type. Lots of vague mind powers. Uh, Red hair as well. Fantastic. Right. While the shit is going on, she gets word that someone is looking exactly like her doing some cheeky crimes by controlling a mud boy. So she's like, huh, weird. So she go and investigate. Um, and this is where this all um, di- divulges from like a standard Sinister Six type of team up. You know how well, they're all like, I want to kill the baddie, uh, the good guy. And they're like, no, I want to do the kill. And they just kind of bicker and the good guy leaves, which is like every fucking one of these. This one's better. Alright, they've got him, alright? Champagne is passed around in celebration by Basil Carlo. Sondra takes a drink and blacks out immediately. That's right, Basil has Cosby to. Oh, no. Yep, Uh, which has also left Preston in pretty much a comative state because no one's really controlling his brain right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Alright, Basil Carlo, who originally had a secret agenda in his first. since his first appearance, uh. You know, like, in his first one, he had, a, he had a secret agenda. He seemed like the only innocent dude that wasn't fucking up that movie set. Yeah. All right. In this one, he also has a secret agenda. He gonna steal the blood. Yep, he doesn't care about killing Batman. That's not his fucking game yet. This is about getting the DNA of everyone who has his fucking title. Yeah, but oh. that's only because he doesn't have any little powers yep. himself. All he's, these powerful, powerful characters while well, he grows old in nothing but prosthetics and makeup. Oh. Yep, so we'll come back to um, this point again shortly for Clayface 3 and 4 and what happens after the fact. But for now, we're going to follow the looker. Um, she's tracked down the poor mind war Batman and settles his brain stomach. Yeah. Get him all good. Uh, together they investigate the hideout and uncover the plans Basil Carlo is doing. Uh, too late to stop him, though. He is already at Gotham Hospital fucking around in their blood laboratory. Oh. Um, combining all three samples he's taken, the jar of dirt... I've got a jar of dirt. And all the DNA he took from the two roofied guys. Oh, no. All right. He injects himself and becomes the ultimate Clayface. Uh, the big beefy monster that everyone pitches when they think of Clayface. Arkham City, the animated series look, mm-hmm. the big Lego minifigure. The bit of Preston's DNA and it just makes him like melt and dies. Which just immediately conks out. Um, yeah, so this is the quintessential Clayface. Everything since has looked like this one. Um, Batman and the Looker tried desperately in vain to stop him, but he's just too powerful and gooey. Uh, the only way they manage to bring him down is to keep injecting him. Oh, like overpowering. Yep. Uh, Basil Carlo runs out in the street trying to escape the overdose, but he collects the gravel and asphalt of the street and just simply melts into the ground itself, disappearing into the Earth's crust. He's just the Earth now. So, he's... He's... So, Meg, 
while Batman is forcing a man to overdose and make him a part of the fucking earth, what was happening with Preston and Sandra? They were getting it on and making a little cast. Yeah, they're like, oh, we got fucking bamboozled together, and they're like, yeah, and he's like, yeah. And, they hold, <laughs> and then they hold hands, but they're goo. Oh, no, they, they put the goo together. Oh, that's beautiful. Do you think they do you think they go mud or do they go? Oh, is it like the scene from Ghost where they're both making a baby? <laughs> well, look, it was. I was gonna ask if Goo had eggs, mom? but I like your question better. It was a woman's mom. Yeah. She made a baby out of clay. I can't believe How do we know that she didn't accidentally go to the same place that his dirt power was Ugh. from, and she made him, and then she's like. Like, no, lady, that's just my foot. No, that's just the afterbirth of an idiot character made out of mud. Yeah. Sorry, I just. You know. It was a good question. I do like the ghost visual. Oh. <laughs> just making a screaming child. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Preston and Sandra had a, a little a baby mm. named Cassius Claypaint. Yeah. Uh, who was the fifth Clayface who debuted in Batman. 550. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the little boy got separated from his parents and was held in a government laboratory, which is not that good for him. I couldn't. No. 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 no I don't I'm sure it sucks. Uh, it if it's anything it like where like Domino his... grew up, it's probably shit. Yeah. All government agencies with a child are bad. Um, the full extent of his powers are unknown. Yep. He just, he can do all of the bits, but... He seems to cover all the bases, because he comes from uh, Lady Clay, who's like the the biggest one until Ultimate Clayface. Yeah, but now he's just crust. Oh. Yeah, like, he in there. From toast. Yeah, he in the mud. <laughs> he's mud toast. He is street. <laughs> Do you reckon they named the street after him, because technically he is? No. <laughs> um... His um, name is like a sort of pun type thing for Muhammad Ali's name. Yeah, but also like Clay, because he is. Yeah, but it's Cassius Clay that was Stupid. Muhammad Ali's like, birth name. Hmm. Bit of trivia for you. Hmm. Um, so, like, if a piece of, like, what you can tell from, like, what you can do is, um, like, a piece of his, like, body or whatever is separated, it can grow a mind of its own. Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool. We'll yeah, loosely yeah. touch back on something similar to that later. Yeah, but like, like it's its own thing, but it has like a loose mind of like mm. Cassius. His entire body has sentience all through. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. So if it like clings to okay. another person, it becomes a clay thing, um, and it gives like that person the clay face like abilities. Um, Oh, you can stand books and other harmful things. You would just suck them in. Like, yeah, yeah, technically, I can. That makes sense. Yeah, you like, usually have to freeze them or electrocute them. It seems to be the only way to bring one down. Like, bitch, I'll be sucking. Okay. Mm. Like it's sort of like, yeah, it, that person's getting controlled by him. 
but not still has its sort of like thing. Yeah. Um, that's this with it featured in Final Crisis Aftermath. Yeah. Um. So those are the head honchos of the Clayface name. You, you, you big heavy hitters, but they're certainly not the only ones. I didn't realize how many extra Clayfaces we got. You've got Dr. Malley of the DEO, the, um, I should know this off the top of my head, the Department of Extraordinary Affairs, I think. Uh, New 52 Batwoman worked there. Supergirl works there in the TV series. That place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he was a brief Clayface, also known as Clay Thing. Uh, they tested some stuff on him, made him a Clayface. Uh, his remains are locked up in DEO headquarters somewhere, never to be released. Um, you've also got Todd Russell. I found this one weird because he's not like a real Clayface, in a sense. Um, appearing in Ed Brubaker and the late Darwin Cook's Catwoman, uh, like issue one of it, this fellow was just weird. He was normal enough. He looks normal. Uh, he'd pick up a prostitute, and during their rendezvous, he would, you know, get excited and slip and melt a little bit. You know, his, his face would start to conk out. Um, which would scare the woman, and he couldn't help but, you know, the the screaming of the women would trigger his war flashbacks, oh. and he would freak out and kill them. Oh no! And he well, and he kept nice. he kept doing that. He didn't mean it. You should say he He's based on um when U.S. soldiers were tested, like people tested poisonous gases on their own soldiers in America yeah. for a while there. Uh, Edgewood was a good example of it pumped a bunch of LSD into people, see what would happen. But in this case, it was Clayface DNA. Oh, yeah. But he also had PTSD, so he's a great candidate. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Keeps oh. killing prostitutes. Um, yeah, it's a weird story. Catwoman's protecting her hose, because, you know, that's what she'd do. Um, and his severed he- head is still, to this day, in a freezer. It's been about 15 years. Oh, no. I'm sure someone will care. That'll happen. Mm-hmm. Um, one more that needed to be mentioned, and I wanted to talk about a little bit. White Collar. Hey. Did you ever wonder which Clayface is in Hush? Because we know he plays a key role in it. Oh. I just assumed it was Basil, just because of the time. Um, uh, four years after the storyline of Hush, issue 60 of Gotham Knights. Uh, this title spent heaps and heaps of time with Tommy Elliott and all his bullshit. Um, AJ Lieberman writing and uh, Javier Pina on art. Uh, they introduced another clayface named Johnny Williams. Yep, this guy was a firefighter for Gotham City, and he was caught up in explosions uh, in, you know, like one day on his, on the job. So they fired him. Kind of, yeah. Um, yeah, this was at one of Gotham's many, many dangerous chemical plants. Oh, that's fine. What? Why is this city got like? It just, it really... It's got an area the size of Melbourne, just abandoned fun houses and chemical factories. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so this explosion took place near where Matt Hagen was developing his goo. Good. Yes. Um, So he didn't realise at the time, but um, much like Todd Russell, he accidentally kills a prostitute as well. Oh, no. God damn, prostitutes can't catch a break. Um, yeah, so he's he's a bit of a clay face now. Uh, unlike Todd, though, he did feel bad about it, and very bad, in fact, as Riddler and Hush are the ones who stop him from committing suicide. Yep, 
He's like, I'm going to do it. And they're like, hey, 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 buddy, buddy. Where, where, what you've done is you've upgraded from a random background DC Comics character. Now you're one of us. No. All right, you gotta get, you got to adapt, my friend. So, and, like, he's like, oh. and, and you're from Gotham, so you're probably fucked up from chemicals. Don't worry about it. I'm yeah. smart, and he's harsh. So we'll, we'll, we'll be able to figure it out. Well, we'll fix it. Yeah, we'll fix you, but you got to do something for me. Uh, much like what they told Killer Croc. Obviously, listen to a Hush episodes for more of this. More details on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, they know chemical bullshit. They'll fix him. Okay? Uh, you just gotta do a few things for us first. They had him play the Clayface role in the Hush storyline. So it wasn't any of the main ones, which surprised me too. I didn't mm. even think about it. So he impersonates so Tommy Elliot being murdered, which you remember. Because isn't it in Hush they say like they know it's not Jason because he's using Dick's fighting style because Clayface had fought Dick, not Jason? Hush had the videotapes and was training oh. this guy. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. He was the one being the zombie Jason Todd to fuck with Batman. Hush was also taking his DNA during this time, uh, claiming it was to you know study him and cure him, but mostly it was to keep aside because it is a handy power to have, and apparently you can inject it into fucking anybody. Good. Uh, eventually, though, William R- Williams realizes he's fucked. He is slowly starting to degrade, and he knows his time's coming. Um, being involved with a guy. Like Hush, who kills all of the loose ends all the time. Um, at this point, the Hush thing is over, and Tommy Elliot's new plan is to have Alfred do a murder using Clayface DNA or something. Probably similar to the thing they were doing with the Looker during Mud Pack. Um, William sees the writing on the wall, and he goes and finds Batman, and he's like, Hey, dude, take some of my goo. <laughs> take some of my goo. Yep, just give him a handful of it. Uh, use this to find a cure for for uh, this Alfred fella in exchange for protecting Williams's family from Hush, you know, for turning on the guy, um, which makes him probably the best boy Clayface. Um, as he was dying from being a Clayface, he also um, he helped Batman do some good, and when he died, he made sure to have fingerprints similar to Alfred's. So at the end of it, the cops would think it was just a mistake, and it was that guy, not. This random butler who is not killing because he's always dusting in a big house. Oh, that's helpful. That was a nice little touch if, that or he did there. maybe they just arrest Alfred. <laughs> arrest him both. <laughs> um, I haven't read all of Gotham Knights yet, but it's one of those cool side books to read when you got nothing going on. Uh, it ends with Batman being like, there's a fight between Joker and Hush, and he's like, fuck the both of you, so the rest the winner. And then he just leaves and lets them kill one another. Oh, no. Which is not something a Batman should normally do. No, look, it was a hard day. It was, yeah, it was. He's like, ah, fuck his. I don't care anymore. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna fight Penguin or something. I've had it with you. I'm gonna do something easy. <laughs> something easy. I'm just gonna go roll a fat guy. Yeah. Just push him over and stand on his belly. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, and that's the original legacy of the Clayface, like all the original continuity. Um. Since the New Fifty Two, it's been the Ultimate Clayface, Basil Carlo. He's pretty much been our boy ever since. Um, during the earthquake in Cataclysm that started the No Man's Land event, when the earth cracked around Gotham, he's kind of like popped out. Because he'd melted into the oh, earth yeah. earlier, and when it busted, he's like, oh, fuck yeah, there he goes. He's just been sitting in there yeah. for decades, oh, just I being like, like, boy, I sure hope there's an earthquake. I picture yeah. like the earth cracking, 
and him just popping out but looking real cartoony for some reason in my imagination. He just kind of stands out for a minute realising he's free and then he just sprints off to the ground like, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> if you want, sure. Yeah. I picture him coming out like, you know how like people get put in those big cakes and they go Woof. like a stripper. Yeah, 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 like that. But he comes out of the out of the ground like, hello boys, I'm here. Hello, good boys. It's funny because that earthquake also was the thing that like got Harley Quinn into continuity as well. Everybody just walking out of cracks in buildings and fucking grounds out there. Nice. We don't have enough crystals alive. Uh, uh, we don't know. Explosion or like, something. Like none of them have been touched except Basil, like since the New Fifty Two. Um, yeah. Uh, while he was underground, a lot of quartz merged in with him to make him a much uh, harder, oh, he's a sparkle boy. like a physically oh, harder boy. And you can see it sometimes in him. Boy. I think in his Villains Month issue, you can see like chunks in him. Very mature. Keep going. No. no. <laughs> He's just a boy. No. Sparkle boy. God damn it. He's just a sparkle boy. Sparkle boy. Look, I know you're almost done because neither of you know any further into the no, song than this. I know the whole thing. Well, keep, you. keep it to yourself. Like and subscribe if you want to hear Meg sing a song. Okay. We'll do a karaoke episode. Okay. Okay. Um. We'll sing the WWE thing. It's different. <laughs> Not, not many Clayface appearances have come since uh, Basil Carlo. He joined the Bat family during Rebirth uh, in the detective issues, but that rendition of the Bat family would need its own episode because it's complicated and weird. I think it's Batwing, Batwoman. Batman's doing other shit. Robin's there for a bit. He dies, but he's not dead. It's, it's, you know, We'll come back to it. Clayface is there. Yeah. Um, he's trying to be a human shape, but every time he... Because he's, like, when he's in a human shape, his brain is sitting nice and snug and properly. But when he's a big monster, it, like, starts to, like, dissipate into the mud, making him... It's falling down into his shoulder. Yeah, it's making him not necessarily dumber, but eviler. Okay. Which is a a thing. Most serial killers have frontal lobe damage. But you can see it sort of alter him as the comic goes on. Oh, we'll cover it another time. It's cool. Um, so... Are there any, like, really cool Clayface moments you guys want to throw in? Because we've covered sort of, like, the basics. I'm going to be a basic bitch and just say Arkham City. Arkham, yeah, perfect. His reveal is not hidden. Like, if you go back and look through it, he's there. But they, they do such a good job in that game of not... of having spoilers all through it if you're looking for them. But they're so over your head the entire time. Mm. Like, you see Joker, and if you put it in detective mode, no bones. No bones. Yep, they don't, they don't hide shit. Oh. They just don't expect you to look. Everyone's just oh, I remember we saw it, but we're like, oh, that's just a shitty glitch that they should have picked up. Yeah, we were like, why doesn't he have a skeleton? That's dumb. And then you see it, and you're like, Different one has a different set of like amount of time type thing that they can be. Yeah, they're all a bit different. Like, 
Yeah, they're not all the same shit over and over again, are they? They're all they've all got a different spin on it, which is cool. Yeah, like Cassius can only be at while he's awake, but while he's asleep, he's he's just a dude. You wake up mm. and you roll over and it's just like this puddle of mud, and you're like, who shit the bed? Yeah. Who hey. pooped the bed? And there's a really big hand on poking up like it was. It was no, that's it. This is a really big hand. Yeah, he just makes himself into a big hand. He always does the thing from Terminator 2 where he sticks the thumb up and it just slowly like melts in like the lava. Yeah. It's like, stop doing your Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. <laughs> and then just a middle finger comes up because he ain't stopping. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the Batman animated series obviously uses him well. Uh, not just the weird origin they did to fit it in, but like the Holiday Nights part because that was a anthology episode. But he was playing the role of multiple pickpocketing children during the Christmas, like, rush hour shopping, which is cool. I like to see him split and control multiple things like that. Um, he also does that in a really good episode called Growing Pains, uh, in which it's a good Robin episode, if you want some yeah, Tim Drake respect. Um, in this one, you see, a, a, like, a big strange man stalking, like, a small girl like a small child with amnesia oh. and she doesn't know what the ghost she just wants to get away from that guy and as the episode goes on it's oh, yeah. uh it's a clay face like person that's strayed too far away oh. like what you were saying with cassius and his sentience yeah it like left his radar Oof. and just forgot everything and was just as far as it knew just a girl lost oh no and robin's trying desperately to protect it because it's conscious. Like, it's a fucking living thing. Yeah. And then eventually it gets absorbed in and it's really sad and fucked up. Oh, no. And I don't know if Clayface has the memories of this kid or if this kid is just fucking... Just not a thing ever again anymore. Yeah. It's fucking weird. That children's cartoon fucked with our brains. Uh, if they should have, like, explained it, nope. like, whether... Like, no, it's a mystery. No, but it would be cool to know, like... Just like Mystery Piñata. Yeah. Segway into Clarence. That's what we're we're doing Clarence. He's a good boy. Yes. I'd hate for Clayface to absorb Clarence and his girl forever. He'd like all of the eggs. He did. He ate all those eggs. Yeah. Um, so yep. Yeah, so that's a really that's a really good episode. I like that one. Um, you've also got obviously the Joker's Asylum issue because we've got to mention them every time we cover a character that's in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, written by Kevin Sinek and art by Kelly Jones. Uh, in this one, we see how much Clayface uh, Basil Carlo misses his old life and how mentally like broken he is now. In this one, he is re-showing like, his old movies in a theatre he made out of clay. Oh, wow. It's like an abandoned lot, and he's just put a theatre in it that's screening his own movies just so he can relive these glory days. And, like, while he's in there, like, this kid dressed as the original Clayface and the prosthetics and shit rocks up and he's like, I can't wait to watch these movies. And they're like, he's like, you sarcastic little bitch, fuck you. And he's like, no, you have, like, a cult following because you're an old-timey film star. You're a weird knockoff of Vincent Price in this universe. His name is based off of Boris Karloff or Basil Karloff and someone else. He's like an old Phantom of the Opera motherfucker. It's, a, it's an on-purpose reference. But, yeah, this little, like, cult following of Clayface fans are, like, coming through and watching his movies oh, and having a great time. Fun. Yeah. And he's, um... 
it's slow. It's it goes from a cult film base to a death cult, and they're like, "We want to be killed by the Clayface." And as Batman comes in, like they all these children are like beating the shit out of Batman because they want it. Oh no! They're like they want to be filled with mud and drown at the hands of this guy. It's oh, fucking weird. God. And in the confusion of all the kids, Clayface forms into one of the kids and goes home to parents. Ah. The same as all the other ones. We don't know where the fuck he went because you can't arrest this guy. He's just too... He's, he's too slippery. Yeah. He could be fucking anybody at any point. <laughs> That's he why he's great. He could be anybody. He could just transform into an his vibrator. <gasps> don't put him in there. He'll be spiky. Oh. See, yeah, um... That, that's one thing that puts him. It puts him a lot higher than um, Sandman and Spider Man in that sense. Whereas, same powers and shit, but Sandman can't be people. Like he doesn't replicate like that. I mean, he just makes the shirt. Yeah, he's got his nice stripy shirt. <laughs> he keeps his shirt. Um. Yep. Yeah, so. You guys obviously have the Arkham Files Clayface book. Is there any bangers in there, or is it just origin stories? Because you've got a lot to squeeze in there. That mud pack stuff is really good, because it, it's literally an origin story for a better Clayface, while paying homage and time to everybody. Yeah. But that's um that's the Norm Fogel Alan Grant era of Detective. It's probably one of my favorites. It's really good. You know that cover of the Batman cow with the skull with the skull in it? Oh, like yeah. that's their shit. Do you have their studs. Right there? Um. Yep. Yeah, so. Any other things? No, I think that's it for us today. They gotta put him in injustice. They gotta do more with him. Yeah, that, I said that at the start because he's not in a movie, and eh, no one knows, no one cares. Yeah. But he's got the. Because he can be anyone, he's got the, like, illusion-y shit of Mysterio with the power set of Sandman. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, they just they haven't put him in anywhere. And if they put him in Gotham, it's probably awful, so don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, they do the Matt Hagen version in The Batman, you know, the one that comes after the animated series. Mm. They do that pretty much to the letter. Like, you see him in jail trying to be Clay again. Cool. But I haven't watched all of it yet, so I don't know what happens. Alright, are you guys happy and ready to go to homework? Okay. Alright. Every clay face just immediately is like, oh, crimes, okay, fuck it. Well, the, the obvious question is, do you guys do the same? What do you do if you're clay face? I would, um, without Meg, oh, my Meg. wife. Because she's a different clay face. No, if <laughs> I didn't know Meg, I would just look like someone else and go on one of them shows like that weird bachelor where they think they're um, dating Prince Harry. Holy shit, you could be all the contestants. No, I would just like make myself look like someone rich that everyone would want to date just because they're rich and I would get them to make a TV show. Operation Aladdin. Yeah. Prince Ali, baby. Or like I'd pretend to be The Rock and pretend (laughs) that he's like got rid of his family and it's like hey who wants to date me on this tv show and then i'll just like be a dick okay and just be real funny i like that your entire scheme is yeah you went immediately to the crime you're just like oh. a dig- you're it's just not crime there's a tv show about a guy that looks like prince harry just immediately it's doing really like funny. a fucking smear campaign against dwayne johnson a tv show 
All right, this is great. Haven't you seen? Yeah, I've seen all of them. It's just weird that you were mad at the rock. <laughs> oh, I was just trying to think of someone who everyone wants to sit on the face of. Oh. Can you know. confirm? No. All right. Sit on the face of. So, uh, Meg, you are you gonna sit on someone's face with your clay face powers? No. All right, fair enough. Okay, what about you, little car? I would just fly on the wall. Is, are you going to be a fly on the wall? Yeah. Is she going to be a bird? She's going to be the wall. You could solve crimes. No, I, I just want to be in the room where it happens. Gonna, you just want to watch crime? I know Meg's answer. I'm no, going to go for it. Okay. Any, any situation. I just want to be like one of the weird people in the crowd. Just like, just listening. Okay. Mm. Oh. Hmm? You know, I like, say sweet Meg her breath and I will answer. Okay. Meg's gonna make just five of herself and make one of the greatest scar bands of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all Meg, all one creative genius that everyone working together. Because that's the problem with bands. All these assholes have their own opinion and it goes to shit. Multi-Meg. <laughs> yes. Fuck yeah, dude. Everybody dress up like me so we can do that. <laughs> That's a great cosplay idea. We're all just going to be a person that no one knows. We're going to shop at Berserk. Star music fucking slaps, but that's just my opinion. That's just the impression that I get. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, you asshole. (laughs) Um, What would I do? I don't care. Yeah, I don't know. That's it. (laughs) Alright, goodbye. No. Alright, if I had Clayface powers, hmm. Build a bunch of sweet sculptures in my yard out of mud. And leave them there. I could could just be a landscaper and make a shit ton of money. Yeah, but would you really want to be knocking golf balls into your own holes? (laughs) Babe, you know I do. (laughs) Right, (laughs) okay. I hate everything that was just said. I'm gonna be my own car, I don't give a shit. Like Jake. Yeah, I'd, I would just literally be Jake the dog. Go on adventures and just be... Yeah, I would make myself look like Jake the dog. Ew. And just hang out. Live action Jake is upsetting. Confuse the fuck out of people. You can just sit out the front of an RGA and... Oh, dude. Hijinx is the aim of the game. I'm just going to be a traffic light somewhere. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> That's always red. red. Wait, how do you light up if you're only kiting? What I'm going to do is I'm going br- to eat a bunch of torches. You do that, and then you, like, somebody goes and says, oh, this is taking too long, I'm going to run it. Then I'm going to go and green, then, and then I'm going to turn it off. Yeah. But then they, they go to run it, and then you can just jump out in your clay form and go, get back, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. No, no, the traffic light just turns into a person, I just whistle and walk away while that guy has a mental breakdown. <laughs> Alright, I'm satisfied with my answer now. That's good. We've got multi-meg, we've got try upset with the rock. Um, Kai is just a, just doing what literally already exists. No, it's called YouTube. <laughs> just be a pain in the ass for the town, which is usually how all these answers end up being done. I've been Toby DePaula. I hope you've enjoyed our educational episode about Clayface. I fucking hope he ends up in a movie, and I hope he's played by like 30 different actors. Yeah. Well, that's the only way you could do it. It's the only way you should. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been joined by Aparusa Kaisin. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, you, you forgot you were here. Um, we've got Meg, Megan Chigatillo. 
foot gremlin. Yeah, we got we got all foot gremlin and white collar. Okay. <laughs> all right. And cat. Like well, good luck to the listeners. Yeah, good luck out there. It can be tough. No, it can't. All right. But if you keep doing it. <laughs> okay. It should get easy if you do it once or twice. Practice makes perfect, I guess. Like hand jobs. You better keep doing it. No doubt. Yeah, that guy at the bus stop tells me I need to get better at it. Oh. On that note, this has been the School for Nerds. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, all the things I expected Meg to say but didn't. Uh, good night. <laughs> That's okay. Why did you rub your thumb on me? No, I gave you a beard hair for your knee. Oh. Splendid. <laughs> good night, everybody. Stay safe. Hey.